Good evening to you and welcome to another episode of Untapped Potential right here on TDN Radio. Yes, so this is Untapped Potential for today, April 5th. 2022. And if you're keeping track, if you're here in the U.S., just a friendly reminder that your taxes are due on April 15th. So you have just a couple more days before that all dreaded um, time deadline of April 15th to get those taxes filed. So again, welcome to the program. I'm your host, uh, Simone Matthew, and it is great to be back on your radio for another episode of Untapped Potential right here on TDN Radio. So you already know this is where we come each and every Tuesday to get powered up for the week ahead to look at those very important life goals that we are working on and just to keep stock, keep track of what we are doing in terms of making strides towards accomplishing those goals. So I'm always happy to be here with you just to remind you of these important life goals that you ought to be working on and also to get energized and powered up for the week ahead. So again, welcome to the program. Uh, Unfortunately, down here in Georgia, we're experiencing not so great weather. It's a little bit stormy outside the windows, looking out the windows right now. It's a little bit stormy and I think we're expecting uh, uh, unfortunate weather conditions for the next two days. But you know, the most important thing is to be bright and sunny in your spirit. So I hope that you're in good health and I also hope that you're in a positive mindset as we begin the week together. So as always, we have another power-packed hour for you today. Our interview today will be from Dr. Uh, Margaret Triffy Wallace. She's a psychologist right here in Georgia. Uh, She's my neighbor in Georgia. She lives probably a couple of miles up the road from where I live. And she stopped by to tell us about her not-so-wonderful experience at the Dominica China Friendship Hospital. And I thought it was so important. Um, that I thought I would bring you this interview as well. So of course we do our interviews via Facebook Live and then I also rebroadcast them here on Untapped Potential so we can reach an even wider audience. So Dr. Trefi stopped by to tell us about her not so pleasant experience with her stepfather in Dominica and I thought that I would make this a two-part series because we spent an extensive amount of time talking about what needs to 
happen in order to make it a more pleasant experience for family and patients. And you know, um, you, while she was giving us that interview, even this week, we ourselves, my family and I, we had the unfortunate experience that one of our family members in Dominica suffered a stroke and we are hearing from his wife about the unfortunate experience of going to that hospital. So much more needs to be done. You know, my, my uncle's wife is telling us that she's going to visit my uncle and she's being told that she has to give him a bath. And guess what? There's no hot water in the hospital. So she's offered a basin, a bucket of water. And then the nurse tells her, oh, wait a minute. I have to go warm up the kettle to provide you with hot water to wash my uncle. And I mean, that is just simply unacceptable. And again, we always like to remind everyone who's listening that we speak on these topics, not to tear Dominica down, but to explain that much more needs to be done. I mean, think about it. You have a hospital which is, uh, you know, very disease prone, germs are all over the place, and there is no hot water in the taps at the hospital. So I think we all have a cause for concern with regards to providing better quality of service in Dominica, especially as it relates to the hospital. So I'm going to bring you the first portion of Dr. Trefitt's interview today. And then next week, I will bring you the second portion of her interview. And yep, I still remember we have to do the interview for the history, the evolution of Kada Slipso. So I have not forgotten that we also need to bring you that interview as well. So, so much to cover right here on Untapped Potential. So again, welcome to the program. We always like to start the program off with a message of inspiration, a message of hope, a message of gratitude. So always think of what you are grateful for this week. As for me, I'm just finally happy that our taxes are done <laughs> because it is one of those things that it just kind of weighs on your mind until you get it done. So I'm grateful. I'm grateful that my taxes are done. And I hope that if you have not yet done your taxes, you will take some time in the next couple of days to get them done. So again, let's get the program off. I'm started with a inspirational song. This one is Morgan Harris down by the river and then we will jump right into the interview with Dr. Triffy and then we will include our tip of the day which surrounds uh, aptitude and fortitude. So the reason that it is more important to have fortitude to be able to achieve your goals. So we have another packed um, hour for you today and again I want to thank you if this is your first time joining us. You know thank you for stopping by and if you're a regular listener I want to thank you for your continued support. So let's enjoy this one from Morgan Heritage down by the river as we get the program off and running. Waiting for the good Lord to 
Has your income been impacted by COVID-19? Are you on track with securing your family's financial future? Let Badui Financial Services be your guide in this ever-changing world. From budgeting and finally eliminating your debt to protecting your income and leaving a financial legacy for your family. Badui Financial Services is your one-stop shop for securing your financial future. Give them a call today at 864-607-1361. That number again, 864-607-1361. 
but do we financial services, integrity, and service is our commitment to you. Give them a call. Been, um, do you think that the service requires additional work? Are you satisfied with the service? Because let's face it, you know, we spend all our time reviewing restaurants, reviewing different services, but have we reviewed the China Friendship Hospital? So today we are joined by Dr. Uh, Triffy, Dr. Margaret Triffy Wallace from Dominica, living right here in Atlanta. She's my neighbor in Atlanta. Well, not quite, <laughs> but she's close enough to be considered my neighbor in Atlanta. And she's here to tell us about her and her family's experience at the China Friendship Hospital. And, you know, before we get started, I know that we are very quick before we start to review or criticize anything in Dominica. We are very quick to say, you know, we're crying down the country, why we're speaking negatively about the country. Oh, it's not only in Dominica. But first and foremost, our only concern on this program, this platform, is Dominica. So our concerns will always be surrounded uh, Dominica. And the second thing is, it is okay. You know, that song comes to mind. Nuka shade kot Dominique Presley. Nuka shade kot Lipukritike. I think you can finish the rest of the song if you're from Dominica. So it's very important. We spend 90% of our time here on Push Past and celebrating the achievements of Dominica, including Dr. Trifi, who's going to join us uh, today in a little while. But we also have to review important services in Dominica. So we have to have these candid conversations so that we know what is going on on the island. And for many of us, now that the protocols have been lifted to fly into Dominica, many of us will be going home. I'll be going home in June. So we want to know in case of an emergency, you know, do we need that insurance where you're able to fly out of Dominica? And I'm being absolutely clear and honest about this because as you will hear from Dr. Trifi's experience, it is not always a good experience at the new um, hospital. So come on in, share the light. Let everyone know that we are here as we welcome Dr. Trifi uh, to the program. Dr. Trifi, unmute your mic. How are you? Let's see if I can unmute you. I am well. I am well. I am well. Thank you, Dr. Simone, for having me. Yes, and thank you so much for joining us. Of course, you've been on my platform before quite a few times, and we want to thank you for that. As a matter of fact, you know, I like to think of you as our resident psychologist because every time, you know, we have a mental health question, we have a mental health concern, you're the one that we look to for answers. So I really want to thank you for being here with us today. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. And I'm always happy to come to share. I try my best to be a straight shooter. Yes, yes. So for um, anyone who's less familiar with you, just kind of reintroduce yourself and tell us uh, who you are. Okay, so I am Dr. Triffy, Triffinia, Trifinia, Tone Tone, Margaret Wallace. I am from the most beautiful island on the planet as we know it today called Dominica, not to be confused with the Dominican Republic. They're a different country. We're an island, 
and they are connected to Haiti and they're further up north. We are further south between Guadeloupe and Martinique, okay? So I'm a licensed psychologist in Atlanta. I'm also a licensed professional counselor. I am a trauma recovery specialist. I'm an advanced clinical hypnotherapist. All of those words, what they mean is that I help people heal broken hearts. <laughs> I like to say it like that. Or I teach people how to think better so they can feel better and do better. I also host a Therapy Thursday podcast called Transforming Trauma on Thursdays at 7 p.m. here on Facebook and on YouTube. And I run a free group for women uh, called Trauma Transformers Tribe. So that's a little bit about me. Yes, and thank you for being here again. Um, thank you for um, making some time within your busy schedule to mm -hmm. be a part of this program. And of course, we want to thank our sponsors who keep us on the air. We want to thank tdnradio.net as well as the Dewey Financial Services for the support that they program, the, the support that they provide to keep us on on air. So, so far we see a number of people are coming in, so we want to welcome them. Agnes Romney Brown, always great to see you. Uh, uh, Jean Merrifield Bannis, great to see you. B Dave Bertrand just uh, posting a message to check in. So post a message, let us know that you're here. And of course, don't forget to share the life. So yeah. Dr. Wallace, just kind of walk us through your experience at the Dominica China Hospital. So kind of just walk us through from when you first received the call that a family member of yours was uh, needed to be transported to the hospital, your journey to Dominica and everything that you experienced. Yes, so let me preface my talk by saying that I am speaking for myself. I'm not speaking for any other family member. I'm speaking based on my individual experience. Um, my dad is my stepdad. I have two dads. I have a biological dad and a stepdad who raised me from 20 days old. So that's my dad, my dad, dad. He is in his mid-80s right now and got a call from family that he needed to be hospitalized. So he was, it, it seemed to us, uh, it appeared at the time that he might have had a stroke or something like that. And this is the second event he's had within 12 months. So, of course, you know, they rushed him to the hospital um, in Portsmouth and then to Roseau. Um I was actually doing a travel therapy um, trip to Italy for myself, really, part of my healing process. Some of you who followed me know that um, last year I lost two very close men in my life. My ex-husband died on Mother's Day and my fiancé died on December 5th. So I went to Italy to really try to try to reset, recover myself. So while I was there, it seemed to me, based on the information I was getting from my relatives at home, who were the ones who, you know, were going up to the hospital day in, day out, that my dad might not, like he, he was getting worse. He was getting worse and to the point where we were afraid that he would not make it. And let me tell you, terror set in, terror set in. But before terror set in, 
anger set in and disappointment. Really, it's disappointment and sadness set in because um, I was hearing, I was getting information from relatives that he was not being cared for. Essentially, he was not being cared for properly, properly. Um, there's never any absolutes in life, but he was not being cared for properly. And we were really becoming terrified by the second that if we didn't intervene, like he would have gone, he would have gone. So yes. Um, Doc, what else you want me to tell you? Once yeah, so, so can you just walk us through? So by the time you got to Dominica, he was already admitted to the hospital in Rosal? He had been there. He had been there for three weeks already. Already. Um, so, so within those three weeks, like within the first week, like I, I, I mean, I, I really, I don't know what, I don't know what was going on, mm-hmm. but. We have, there's, there are three nurse practitioners in the family. In your family? In my family. Okay. There are two RNs and there's a a, a, um, CNA, right? So the family is full of medically oriented people who care for people all over the world Mm -hmm. right now. And so, so, so let's start. So, Dr. Chibi, let's start from when you first got to the hospital. Were you able to go in and see him immediately? Just let us know, because what we're interested in knowing is the complete service that the hospital provides. So from the time you approached the hospital, um, we requested permission to see him, just walk us through everything. And of course, if you're on the Facebook Live, we would love to hear your experiences as well. Well, this is the part that I must say in Creole. Okay, it's so embarrassing for me as a Dominican. And so I'll tell you, one of the one of our nurse practitioners in the family, whoops, my dad is whoop. One of his relatives, huh? who's a nurse practitioner, went in to see him within the first week, within the first week, week and a half. And Yojwen Nomla, Tutuni, essentially. Essentially Tutuni, essentially Tutuni. Akabanla al hopitala. On bobo te kumanse kafet asi, you know, kiesa hanch bonda, you know, like your hip, asi hipsly. Um, um, come see the medical mala treatment la kiela, you know, e connect usi pose ba on moon ever kalite symptoms papa mo present ever. Come see the ikadi sasaye na sasaye ever. She feel like repeatedly as she ever come and say, "Eclate." She was very upset, and why would you not be upset if you go into a hospital and you find your Somebody you love. So he had, an, he had an open sore. Is that what you're saying? Mm-hmm. He take a kumanse. He take a kumanse. a kumanse. Evet, nomla sorti vini la. You know, le vini ipateni pies dot problem. Um, but by the time she got there, he was diagnosed with pneumonia. Somehow he caught pneumonia, but. He didn't leave the house with pneumonia that anybody can recall. 
Right. So what symptoms was he presenting when he was admitted to the hospital? He, he presented with something that to us looked like a stroke. And I think mm. for a while, the, the medical people thought was a stroke. Mais mm. lay lay discharge as the paperwork là, nous avons c'est un bagage accumulated pour diabetes. Because, uh, you know, like, comme c'est dit pour moi, ça c'est un disconnect parce que si on est à l'hôpital pour yon semaine, one week, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, parce que il reste là about un mois, mm-hmm. um, by then, comme si we should have known what was going on. Right. pour di famille c'est ça qui a fait, connaît? So what was on the discharge was completely different to what we had thought. Parce que nous nous quoi c'est un stroke iténi, mais comme si c'est un diabetic um, event. So tell us about the service. So you get there and you're allowed to see him. So this is like three weeks into him being at the hospital. Mm-hmm. Now tell us about your experiences with the nurses, the doctors. What was your experiences like? Okay, so I was lucky because by the time I got there, there had been enough hell raised that um, a kind, um, quality control, someone who does like a, like auditing you know mm-hmm. um who looks at the services and says okay you know if you have a complaint you go to that person that person was very helpful now let yeah. me ask you about this though let me ask yeah. you about this put a pin in it right there yeah now, was that person brought in because your because family members had been complaining about yes, the quality we, of the service yes yeah, because we were calling, because we were, look, there were times during the visitation, even prior to when I got there, when relatives would come up to the hospital after having driven an hour and and being told, no visitation. Mm. The thing about that is a person leaves their home. Yesterday, it was okay to visit. At that know. time. Yes, they, were, they have followed the rules. They are, every two days, you've got to get tested which is great. I love that policy because, you know, you're trying to make sure you don't bring in COVID and, mm-hmm. you know, to, to, to people who are already sick. That's great. So mm-hmm. relatives were getting tested reg- regularly so that he always felt that somebody was there. Um, isolation. Why? Um, nous still pas really connect pourquoi parce que yo pas dit nous ever yo take you know it's the it's the, it's the approach and the attitude mm-hmm. when you ask questions yo fois yo fermé on la porte à de am vision c'est moi pas moi en vision c'est moi pourquoi pourquoi parce que il take a mad section ever c'est moi comme moi gentil tout ça c'est moi c'est gentil except for one that's a firebrand Okay. There's always one in the family. You know, you ask a reasonable question because this is your relative. You want to know what's going on. Well, why is he in a different placement right now? Yesterday he was in regular whatever. Why is he in isolation? Your partivle you know, your partivle deep, and it's it's the way is the way is the interaction the manner of interacting without um being calm and explaining 
to another adult what is going on, an adult who has every right to ask questions about the um, hospitalized relative. Right. A lot of these problems had already been addressed. Mm-hmm. When I got there, um, he had stopped talking to us, you know. Wow. Yeah. He had stopped talking to them. And this is a man who is, I mean, everybody from my village in Cottage, they know whoop. Whoop a wall. Slap a wall. Whoop. <laughs> he talks to everybody. You know, right. he's just a jovial man. Mm-hmm. And he'll crack jokes with them, you know, with the nurses and, and stuff. And he just shut down. <sighs> he shut down. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you were talking about co- the quality control person that came in. So tell us about that experience. Because that clearly enough complaints had been brought to their attention that they yeah. thought it necessary to bring in the quality control person. I think that's what saved, that potentially saved his life. I think that potentially saved his life because... You know, sometimes when you're very ill, you, you're fighting so hard already for your life, you can just give up, given the environment where you are. So mm-hmm. if where you are is not a healing environment, Crapo could smoke your pipe. Mm-hmm. And I think he was there because he said to us that he dreamed our mom, who died 30 years ago, and he says she was in glory, he, mm-hmm. the way he saw her, but she told him, you can't come yet. You got to go back. You got to mm-hmm. go back. You got to be patient. So he was there. I think he was knocking on that door. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and before you continue, let's say good evening to uh, Leslie Charles, Rosemary Blanc, Laurencia, Joanna, Alfred, my mom, Medina Senhouse. Uh, Dave Bertrand says this administration don't like educated Dominicans who they regard as smart and intelligent. Glenda, great to see you. Blessed evening, Simone and guests. So, so Dr. Trufi, just continue speaking to us about the experience. So was it, do you think, a case of a lack of training in bedside manner with regards to the way that um, they were speaking to you guys with regards to just the general approach? I mean, are the nurses stressed out? Let's just get to the meat of the matter here. So we hear a lot about nurses living Dominicans in droves. Maybe they're underpaid, they're overworked, they don't have the resources they need. So did you get a sense of just what is going on, why the quality of service was not at its optimal? Well, I've been, of course, when, when, when a subject matter is um, of interest to you, you start asking questions. So I've been asking questions. And a lot of what you just said is what I'm hearing from people almost in a way to justify the actions. So what I've heard many things. I've heard, well, the staff are frustrated. The staff are not getting paid enough. One person said to me, um, it's hard for a nurse on just on their income to potentially even qualify for a mortgage. Mm-hmm. That makes me feel sad because um, you know, everybody should be able to feed their family, especially if you're, you've gone and trained and worked in a profession where, you know, you're, I mean, that's a dedicated profession. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I've been hearing, I don't know if that's true, but some people are suggesting that it's kind of like a passive resistance sort of approach um, where maybe staff, maybe, and I qualified with a maybe, maybe staff are frustrated, feeling overworked, feeling overburdened, not compensated enough. And so they have just sort of, they've given up on the patients. But what I'm saying is, um, 
that that cannot be there must there has to be another fix there's got to be another fix because what we're doing is we're hurting our neighbors when we don't if we don't care for them i mean i've had horror stories almost team where their uncle fell ever the family had to come pick the person mm -hmm. up on the hospital floor mm -hmm. like this is a horror movie this is a horror movie Mm -hmm. And even going even going beyond that, Dr. Chief, you know, we had one incident recently where a family friend called the ambulance and they said, unfortunately, we can't come for you. We only have one ambulance. Well, that's what that's why that's how I again, I like to say I like to mind my business. I'm a gentle, peaceful person on the day of my dad's discharge. I lost it because we were getting that story. So from the morning we were there. And he told us he was getting discharged before we were informed. And we actually had to go ask to find out if he was getting discharged. Mm -hmm. Okay, so they say, yes, he's getting discharged. But they're not sure if he can even get an ambulance because sometimes it might be a week before he gets an ambulance. So what are you saying to a family whose father is lying prostrate on his bed? We have to help him up to even sit for a few minutes. What are you saying to us? Carrying home, carry him home in a car? Right. Which is what we were going to have to do. We were going to have to, if they're saying he's being discharged, what are we going to do? Carrying home in the car and he can barely sit up. Mm -hmm. So I and and even with that, there was you talk to this one, you talk to this person, you talk to this person, or this person went on lunch, or this person went for this, and this person went for that. And I mean, I'm telling you a couple orderlies. I, like my heart, like that's where I broke. Like my heart broke when they just turned their backs and walked away. They turned their backs and walked away and said, you are not the one to tell us. The nurse is the one to tell us. Wow. And we had been there for, for like five hours sitting patiently, mm -hmm. calmly waiting. Because I understand like mm -hmm. many things are going on in a hospital. So mm -hmm. it might take an hour or two or so, but no feedback. The feedback that you're getting is unclear. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm on Yeah, I lost mm -hmm. it, and I, you know, I, I did a live where I apologize to people if I hurt somebody's feelings. But you've got to understand that families under pressure as well. Mm -hmm. They've been under pressure. They right. have a family member they love and care about. And if it was you, you would want the same kind of care. Mm -hmm. So, so yes, I have so many questions about uh, the Hippocratic Oath. What does that mean? If we say we do no harm, I mean, every profession has its ethical codes. Mm -hmm. Every profession. I have ethical codes I must adhere to. So if the problem is I'm not getting paid enough, um, how can I break my, hip, my oath to do no harm if I leave a patient on the floor, right? Mm -hmm. If I, you know, I have, I have an elderly person uh, just lying in a hospital bed, being like, can you imagine how um, I'm, I'm mind blowing this is? So, so he laid in his in his yeah, urine. He was there, and he was not. I mean, so he was not being attended, not being attended. Mm -hmm. You know, I was like, well. I mean, as a psychologist, I start thinking about pathology mm -hmm. and 
on a spiritual level, I think about um, the law of correspondence, which is as above, so below. Mm -hmm. So fish rots from the head. If the system on the ground is so broken, it is not good. It's got to be re, it's got to be evaluated. It cannot continue like that. That is not good because we're harming people. While I was there, somebody sent a text to one of my relatives. Somebody they knew had died, a young enough person. And the long text from that person to my relative was, you all had better eat well or else if you go, if you get sick and you don't care for yourself well, if you go there, you might not come out. Like mm -hmm. a hospital is a healing place. So it's not, I love the structure. Like I'm telling you, I was very impressed with the structure. Mm -hmm. I saw lots more con construction being, um, um, you know, like have, have so it's, a it's a beautiful it's facility. Looking good. Mm -hmm. For me, what I felt was there was a lack of empathy happening like through, there was a through line of a lack of empathy where it didn't matter um, much to some people. And the some people were enough people that it was very impactful because there were some nurses and doctors who were doing their job from their hearts and really caring for their patients. But there were some who were just being like mean for no reason, very disrespectful in their tone. I mean, I, I wanted to visit a family member, like a relative of mine who was at the hospital, who I know would have been happy to see me because I haven't seen him in many years and he's the father of one of my close cousins. I found out he had been injured. I went and I said, and I almost felt like a child. I was like, because by then I had had a week of the, just the tight faces and the meanness. Mm -hmm. and, I and I said, can I see such and such? And they said, no visiting. <laughs> <laughs> and I can imagine the face. I can imagine I like, the face. I was like, are you talking to me, an adult? Like, I am a, I'm an adult. No, Dr. Trippi, I have two very important questions for you. First, I want to come to the fact that you're a psychologist yes. and the impact on patients of being spoken to like that. But the other important thing that comes to mind is that there's several medical professionals in your family. And, you know, in Dominica, unfortunately, that makes it worse because if you come to them as a medical profession and say, well, have you tried this? Have you tried that? Did you receive any backlash? Did anyone reveal that there were medical professionals in your family? You no, because we, we, we got the there. read from the first week. We got the read from the first week that essentially you've got to go in and um, bow down. Yes. There, there's an attitude of you're in my house, you're in my space. And I have never, I've never experienced that anywhere. Um, I'm not sure there's a, there's value in it. I'm not sure what the value in it is. Um, mm -hmm. but I do know that it's very painful to be on the receiving end of that kind of energy right. as a family member already stressed, you know? Right. And the, and the thing about it is you as a family member, you need to be informed. You need to be able to ask questions about what is going on with your family member. You need to know if maybe you need to fly them out of Dominica because it's a severe case of mm -hmm. something that they're experiencing. And mm -hmm. even when they're discharged from the hospital, you need to have enough information to take care of them. Mm -hmm. So this has to be somebody that you're comfortable enough 
to have these, like you say, grown up conversations with yeah. another child. You yeah. shouldn't be spoken to in a condescending yes. manner. Yes. I, I, I was flabbergasted. I wasn't sure what the purpose was of right. the tone and the attitude. Now, now imagine this now, um, Dr. Trifi, you're professional. So you know yeah. to humble yourself to realize that this is this person's energy, it's not yours, not not absorb that energy. We speak in psychology now. Yes. But yes, what about yes. the average Dominican so, who will I, simply react to that negative energy coming to them? Can you imagine how explosive that can become? So, and I felt, I, that's where I think I felt the most pain because I thought to myself, if I have relatives who are leaving the countryside and coming up to the city, and being turned away, <laughs> being turned away, which I think that's a simple problem to fix. You know, if you tell us, well, this is visiting time, you only have two hours because of the pandemic. I think everybody gets that. It's the, that's the way it is over here. You know, mm -hmm. that's the way it is everywhere. I think that makes a lot of sense. That's great because you've got to do your work. You know, there are things that you don't want people coming in and out, disturbing the process. But if, you, if you're not clear, if yesterday it was okay for me to come, <laughs> why is it not okay? Now, now let me ask you, was it a case where you came during the weekend and you tried to come on the weekend so the, the hours could have been different on the, on the weekend? Okay. I'm just trying to help the situation. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And really again, I think, I, you know, I think we're very rule-based in Dominica, like we like to follow, you know, okay, this is the right thing to do. This is the wrong thing to do. People talk a lot if you do the wrong thing. So I think just the, just a little schedule where everybody knows, well, right. yeah, this is visiting time. That's great because it saves a lot of unnecessary. Even maybe a little, a little packet to the family as you're walking in with some of the hospital rules, the visiting hours, the policies, on the website, the on the, the website. website. You know, everybody's got a website now, right. so the website could clearly state what the guidelines are, so you cut down on unnecessary human-to-human -human interaction. Right, because your, your family's coming all the way from Marigat area. And there's stress. To I mean, can you imagine? Like I felt, And the thing is, for many of our families, they don't have the money to come back next day, you know. Right. They don't have the money to come back next day. And mm. the part that really hurt for me was the fact that, yes, we got help once we spoke to the quality control person, but how many of our people don't know they can access that support? Right. And how many of our people don't have the language to clearly articulate their needs? They just know they're feeling frustrated mm -hmm. and hurt and stressed out and overwhelmed. That's the part I say where we're hurting our neighbors. We're hurting our family, their cousins. Mm -hmm. You know, you might... It can't be that you have to wait until you know who I am right. to give me proper care. Mm -hmm. That is, yeah, we, yeah, this is. Very... And then, you know, I hate to bring it up because I'm just, it's just begging lots of questions. Would you have been treated the same if you maybe were a foreigner? I, if I, and if I looked clearly foreign, if I looked clearly I wasn't going to say it, but thank you for bringing it up, bringing yeah, it up because <laughs> yeah. it begs that question. But tell us about that interaction with the quality control person you know, what the interaction was and what was the outcome? Well, um, in the, uh, when we found out about the, the sore forming on his body and the pisa, you know, naked, 
in his bed. Um, that was like, okay, like time out here. Like you, you're not going to kill him on our watch, right? right? If that's the intention, this one's not, he's not ready to go. Cause as for me, I couldn't, I could, I couldn't, I mean, really I stopped my heart did this way so kind of froze because the news kept getting worse and worse. And I was like, okay, Lord, I guess you're trying to take me out because look, you're about to take my dad too, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah, it's just like, <laughs> look, I'm like, I, like, I just had a break for like, I'm just like, I'm just still at a loss for words because it's right and, I, and i'm so happy we're doing this program dr trifi and i really want to thank you for stopping by to tell us about your experiences because now our audience know that if you're having a really tough time communicating with the staff the administration at the hospital there is another option you can you can yes. take, you can yes. seek yes. out the quality control exactly. person at the hospital to intervene on your behalf yeah. and it's so sad that's very sad and i felt to this level i felt actually bad for the person because she was getting it from i mean we from all of us you know question why why what why what is this yeah all the questions you've been you've been trying to ask but you could you feel you could not ask yeah yeah um that's that is not a healing um that cannot help healing that's not and we go to we go to train to learn to heal Mm-hmm. Again, you know, one thing I know is that me as a professional, I am the servant of my, come to serve my client. Mm-hmm. I come to connect with my client because sometimes just me sitting with my client helps my client to heal. And so I know the power I hold as the healer. And my, my conclusion was, well, if we have people who are not, who are claiming the wrong profession, I mean, I think somebody, there must be some sort of accountability where people's performances are being reviewed, where, but I mean, I don't know. I, I have no, I don't know much about the structure, like who is doing what, but every organization that I know has ongoing checks and balances, mm-hmm. ongoing. I mean, even from your clients, you ask for suggestions. Yeah, and I have to tell you, um, Dr. Trufi, because my husband is a physician and they have customer service um, surveys at the hospital. Absolutely. He's rated, he is rated on his service. Because Absolutely. when he first told me that, I'm like, you have customer service ratings yes. at yes. the hospital. You have sick people evaluating you. How can yes. that be right? Yes. And he said it is because the hospital wants to ensure that the medical staff and the administrator are living up to the expectations of the patients. You know the addition. So he, he is rated on a weekly basis on Absolutely. his bedside manner. Absolutely. Because the other thing is, no matter how good we are, we can become better. Yes. Like if we say, I have reached the pinnacle of where of my learning, I need to learn nothing else. What happens is you just start going down. Mm-hmm. If you know everything, and there's nothing more to learn. Mm-hmm. This is a fixed mindset that doesn't serve anyone mm-hmm. in that kind of profession. Again, because we're dealing with life and death and yes. so much pain and trauma. People are coming in traumatized. They don't know that you didn't get paid the salary you think you should get paid. I would say to that, that everybody has a right to say, think, feel, be, do whatever they want to do. So if something is not working for you, you have a responsibility to say no. 
and mm -hmm. that no should be leave that position. Mm -hmm. But if you're going to stay, you have an ethical responsibility to do it in a way that makes your profession look good. Mm -hmm. Because when we, I, I get it that people, again, that may not be getting the money they want and they're frustrated. I get it. But that is not a good strategy. Why is it not a good strategy? Whereas I might have been on your side two months ago and might have been going to bat for you. If I'm feeling like you're trying to take my father out by not caring for him, you've lost my sympathy. Mm -hmm. It's hard for me to feel empathy for your plight because I saw how dark you got with mm -hmm. another human being. So yeah. that's not a good strategy. Whomever suggested that strategy to the staff, that person needs to be penalized, put on some kind of like, ex, just exiled. That is not mm -hmm. good, especially because it goes against who we are as Dominicans. Dominican mm -hmm. people, we have a concept called Nazi well. And if we lost it, we got to get it again. Mm -hmm. Okay? Mm -hmm. Nazi well means I have love for other people, animals, the world. People I don't even know. We used to cook enough food oh yes oh my mother and she's on the facebook live was walking by yes. and they were hungry yes we used to do that and that was in my lifetime and your yes. lifetime and so feed the neighbors feed the neighbors feed the neighbors every day i every, don't know how the food used to stretch i we cannot have changed so much that we have forgotten that and if we have it's time for us to remember it because that principle of nazi well Unconditional love, agape love, love for your fellow man. Man, I think that's <laughs> that's what's kept us going for as long as we have, even if we didn't have a lot of money, mm -hmm. our people lived mm -hmm. to be 100, 124. Mm -hmm. if, you, if you take that out, you have nothing to stand on. Mm -hmm. if, you, if you say, well, my check is worth taking this old man out, he's got to pay the price. For what i want what i need instead of making an adult choice and leaving that job that's painful for you you have a right to leave of course leave but you don't need to take anybody out on your way just make a choice that's in your best interest but not one that hurts somebody else mm -hmm. i i mean i'm I, I, there was another gentleman his family had to leave from my own village a principal a man who has served the country served how many kids who have grown into medical doctors they were not caring for him the family had to come rescue their dad take him to Waterloo. we don't need to do all that he doesn't need to somebody's got to be looking now the system is broken it's broken mm -hmm. it is broken mm -hmm. so somebody's got to look at that and make some adjustments no, I, again, from what I'm hearing and feeling, it's deep. They're, it's multifaceted. There are many pieces mm -hmm. to this. I think also we have made a mistake in Dominica to conflate everything we do with politics. We've made a huge mistake. Politics is just your ideology. It's just that you see it this way, I see it that way. Mm -hmm. that's, that's, what does that have to do with how you, how you do your profession? Mm -hmm. you yeah, because 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 the answer to that question is probably if you don't serve some politician, you may not have that job tomorrow. Well, so that that's why it boils down to politics. So, there, so, so what I would say to that is, you have to remember your 
your, your, your sense of agency, meaning I have a divine right to success and abundance. If that means I've got to leave this, that's what I do. And I make a different plan. But if I'm going to stay, something else must shift in me and change to be okay where I am. It's like being in an abusive relationship. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We tell the person being abused, you must leave. Mm -hmm. Make a plan and leave. Because if you stay, parts of you will die. Even if you don't die physically, parts of your soul will die. Mm -hmm. So that's that lack of empathy I'm seeing. Parts of the soul dying. No, you don't have to let yourself become a victim to that kind of system. I know everything hurts. Most things in life hurt when we're trying to do better or different because change hurts. So if that job as a nurse, as a doctor, as a CNA, whatever, at that hospital is so painful, you've got to decide where your line in the sand is. Either I'm going to stay and I'm not going to complain. I'm going to do my job well. Or I'm going to make a different choice. And I'm going to leave like many people are leaving and going off to England and going off to wherever else. There's the other islands. The answer cannot be that you lose your soul. And you lose your soul. You give up a part of your soul if you watch an elderly man on a bed and you don't change him. Yeah, and, and, and I'm really um, thankful for you and this conversation that we're having, um, Doc, and we must approach this from the psychology of, of it as well, we because, you know, you are a highly qualified psychologist, and I know that you made many observations, both in terms of the long-term impacts on the nurses, because constantly having that negative energy cannot be helpful, cannot uh, make your home a healthy place, so the impact on your family, as well as the impact on the patients, the healing process. But before we do, I have to tell you, Doc, we have a, a wave of comments on the Facebook Live, and we are going to take your comments in just a little bit. So thank you for your patience. But I also want to make sure we say good evening to other folks who are joining us. Uh, Mr. Leon Lando, always great to see you. We have Nick Tai, uh, Ms. Blessed. D.A. Shapsman, um, Semi, Della, John Thompson, Francis, uh, let's see who else we have, Annette Phillip. So we have quite a few people who are joining us, and I'm going to come and take your comments in just a little bit. Uh, Robert is here. Nice to see you. Desdemonia, Pierre-Louis is here. Nice to see you. Soph Strigo, Kitty Pierre, Auntie Kitty. Wow, long time no see. Thank you for being here. Annabelle Love, Margaret Joseph. Uh, Verna Schillingford, we have quite an audience, uh, Dr. Trefi. So thank you for telling us about your experience. Lydia Harrison, Richard Phillip, Alison Fontaine Hodge. Great to see you, Alison. Thank you for being here. Peter Dover, Frederick Barra, nice to see you. Uh, Leonie Daniel. So we're going to take a couple of comments in just a little bit. But Dr. Trefi, as a licensed mm -hmm. psychologist, Mm -hmm. with all of your own business, with your own practice, with your own experiences, let us talk about the psychological implications of carrying that negative energy with you. Which you are listening to Untapped Potential with Dr. Simone. 
If you live in Canada, the U.S., and the U.K., and are looking for Dominica products including cocoa sticks, bay rum, coffee, soaps, crafts, and other popular Dominica items, then look no further. You can now shop on buydominicaonline.com, a secure, easy-to-navigate website selling a wide variety of Dominica-made and Dominica-inspired products. When you shop on buydominicaonline.com, you are helping to grow Dominica's economy. Go to buydominicaonline.com and enjoy home away from home. So again, this was a portion of an interview that we did via Facebook Live with Dr. Margaret Trafi Wallace. And I think you can already get the reasons that we are so concerned about what is going on at that new hospital in Dominica. And I think one of the things that we learned from her is that a hospital is not simply the beautiful building because we hear so much from Dominicans that it is such a beautiful building. Building. But what is the quality of the service? Because the quality of the service, in my mind, is even more important than the beauty of the building. So again, we will bring you part two of this interview with Dr. Trifi um, next week on Untapped Potential. So I hope that you will join us then. Now, with regards to our tip of the week, I want to bring you this particular bit of information from psychologytoday.com. And the title of this particular piece is Fortitude, Not Aptitude, will help you achieve your goals. So let me repeat that again. Fortitude, Not Aptitude, will help you achieve your goals. And this is from Psychology Today. And the key points in this particular piece of information is fortitude or strength of mind is a better predictor of success than is attitude. Fortitude can be learned at any age, Curiosity, the willingness to be vulnerable, avoiding complacency and connection to others will help you achieve your aspirations. So let's just read a little bit from Psychology Today and then um, you can check out the rest of this article uh, so you can read the rest of the article. The stories are legend. How often have you heard of people with great attitude who never lived up to expectations? On the other hand, how many times have you heard of extraordinary successes achieved by people who possess a less than extraordinary aptitude? The good news is that fortitude, strength of mind, is a more powerful determinant of your achievements, including longevity, than raw aptitude. And aptitude means natural ability. And the best news of all is that while you may not be able to increase raw aptitude, again, your natural ability, you can increase your fortitude at any time in your life. And it goes on to say, a remarkable study. The year 2021 marked the 100th anniversary of perhaps the most influential investigation testing the power of great aptitude. 
1921, Stanford psychology professor Dr. Louis M. Termand identified 1,521 children who scored 135 or greater on the standard Binet Intelligence IQ test. The moniker or gifted or genius is typically applied to those who attain a score of 130 or above. These children, who on average were born in 1910, were referred to fondly as Terman's termites. Terman and or his research group followed these geniuses throughout their lives. As you might expect, Terman's geniuses achieved certain levels of success, but there was more to the story. Two children who were excluded from Terman's study group, being deemed not intelligent enough, actually went on to win Nobel Prizes. While none of the individuals included in the genius group did. So such a powerful story. So again, this is from Psychology Today, and it goes on to talk about the importance of having fortitude, the strength of your mind, and not necessarily having aptitude, which is your natural ability, and how this can help you with achieving those important life goals. So check it out. Check out Psychology today.com for the rest of this article so you can use it as part of your toolkit as we all work towards important uh, achieving those important life goals so here we are at the end of the program for yet another week. Uh, again, you've been listening to Untapped Potential on TVN Radio with your host, Simone Matthew. And I always look forward to spending this time with you. So I hope that you're feeling just a little bit more energized, a little bit more vitalized in terms of being able to achieve those goals, in terms of being able, in terms of feeling energized for the week ahead, because that is the reason that we come on your radio each and every Tuesday at 5.30 Eastern time um, to help you get energized and powered up for the week ahead. So come back next week. We are here again doing it one more time for you um, in terms of keeping our community energized and looking forward. So again, it's been wonderful being here with you for another episode of Untapped Potential. By the way, if you're in Dominica, remember that the second Walk for Peace, Justice, and Prosperity will be tomorrow, Wednesday. Um, this is a, an, an, an initiative organized by Mr. Atherton Marte as we seek for equality, justice, and peace in Dominica. And if you're in the New York City area, the tri-state area, you may also want to check out Adelaide Paul on Facebook because they too are organizing an event for a walk to the U.S. And I will have Adelaide on my platform, Push Past 10, on Thursday so she can give us a reminder of where they will meet and how they will organize. So be sure to follow us on Facebook and YouTube at P-U-S-H-P-A-S-T, the number 10, uh, dot com. Uh, I'm sorry. P-U-S-H-P-A-S-T-1-0 on Facebook as well as YouTube 
and our website is pushpast10.com. So be sure to check us out to continue to stay informed and continue to stay engaged with all the wonderful things that we're doing to move Dominica forward. So again, thank you for being with us. Thank you for stopping by and taking the time to be a part of the program. And as always, we want to say that your life story is your strength. Remember to tap into your potential every day every week, every month. Remember to stay strong, stay positive, and stay engaged until we meet again right back here next week at the same time. You take